If this capsule history of our progress teaches us anything, it is that man in his quest for knowledge and progress is determined and cannot be deterred. The exploration of space will go ahead, whether we join in it or not. And it is one of the great adventures of all time. And no nation which expects to be the leader of other nations can expect to stay behind in this race for space. Those who came before us made certain that this country rode the first waves of the Industrial Revolution, the first waves of modern invention, and the first wave of nuclear power. And this generation does not intend to founder in the backwash of the coming age of space. We mean to be a part of it. We mean to lead it. For the eyes of the world now look into space, to the moon and to the planets beyond. And we have vowed that we shall not see it governed by a hostile flag of conquest, but by a banner of freedom and peace. We have vowed that we shall not see space filled with weapons of mass destruction, but with instruments of knowledge and understanding. Yet the vows of this nation can only be fulfilled 
If we in this nation are first, and therefore we intend to be first, but why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twain. Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. Alrighty. Welcome, everybody, to this special episode of Brownsville Tech Live. It's our 36th episode, and we've got our co-host, Steve Rodriguez. And as most of you know, tomorrow is an exciting day. We actually return back to the moon. NASA is on the verge of launching its Artemis moon rocket, which will leave the planet tomorrow at 733 and it will actually go to the moon, circle the moon, and come back and splash down. And this is an unmanned mission, but it's a mission that will be the precursor to future manned missions in the next few months to years. I know that here in Brownsville, Texas, we are uh, absorbed in everything with regards to SpaceX. We tend to forget that Florida, uh, you know, is also uh, part of, you know, the space race here in this country. And this is an exciting time for this country because it will be the first time that NASA will have their own uh, space uh, rockets going up to space since the shuttle retired since then we uh, had actually space, uh, rockets going up to space Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right, there you are. Yeah. So this is basically um, the first time that NASA has had uh, their own hardware sent up to space since the shuttle retired. And obviously uh, the same thing with, uh, uh, you know, the since we uh, quit sending our astronauts uh, on the uh, Russian spacecraft. 
since then we have been using the SpaceX uh, Falcon 9 along with the Dragon capsule to send astronauts back and forth into space and that will continue but uh, it will be the first time that NASA through its contractors which includes Boeing will have their own equipment up uh, it is fair to say that this is a partnership effort among all the, uh, among the private companies and NASA to head to the moon. There are components that SpaceX is working on with regards to the moon program that will be vital. So, Steve, did you have any pre-knowledge that uh, this launch was happening on Monday? I had no knowledge at all until you called me up the other day saying, hey, we're going back to the moon. I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean we're going back to the moon? All right. I uh, know the last time I heard we went to the moon was 1969. And you and, and I, I were not even born. born. I know. I was even born. So I kind of thought of having Doug as uh, as uh, another co-host on because he was alive. He could tell us. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I'm like, all righty now. So, but. Yeah. If it does happen tomorrow, it'll be another moment in history. Yeah, it will be. Hopefully, uh, you know, in the next few months to a year, uh, you know, we'll actually land humans and we'll get to see it, at least before we die. <laughs> okay, oh, that's asking a little bit too much, but hey, that's all right. Actually, I was watching this movie called 2012 today. I turned it on. I was on. I was on Sling, and they showed it, and it was pretty. It was pretty scary. California falling into the ocean. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh my eye!" You know, I don't know how I never saw it. You know, so I'm yeah, twenty twelve. That's been the prediction since who knows when. And in every major movie that you see, California always falls to the ocean. Well, it's a good thing they don't uh, necessarily say Texas is going to fall into the ocean. <laughs> Right. Yep. 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 So anyway, so what's the name of this uh, shuttle tomorrow? Well, basically, the program's called Artemis, and it's right. the the rocket system is called the space the space launch system, and is it is comprised of the main rocket, which is bigger than the Saturn V, and it also contains two solid rocket boosters, like the ones that they're used to uh, uh, that that were on the shuttle back in the old days. So it's comprised of two solid rocket boosters and the, the big rocket in the middle is obviously a liquid based rocket. You know, the solid rocket boosters don't have any liquid. They have some kind of hardened propellant, um, but it's almost similar to what the shuttle ha had, you know, for thrust. So, um, you know, that's the, the system. I'm going to go ahead and flip over to the theater, and I hate to break the news to you, but we've uh, gotten rid of all the theater stuff, you know. What? No popcorn? Nothing. Nothing. Here's our new, here's our new theater, you know. So uh, right now, uh, you know, it's nice and black, you know, with nice graphics, but one of the first... Uh, videos that I want to present to everybody is the actual Artemis program and we'll go ahead and turn that video on here in a second. Give me one second while I flip. 
And Dan, will this bring any competition to SpaceX? No. No, because SpaceX is going to be building a component of of the rocket system. So as far as what I've read, there is no uh, competition. SpaceX will be working on the lander component of this system. So that's what they've been hired to do. And there is going to be like a mini space station called the Gateway. And this video kind of describes this program in its entirety. But one of the things I want to mention to the viewers is tomorrow um, we're going to be live streaming the actual launch starting at around 7 a.m. I so what time is the actual launch? It's at 7.30. 7.30 a.m. In the morning, central time. Central. Yeah. So the system here is set up to automatically turn on at seven o'clock with it without us, obviously, because we can't we can't both be here. Uh, so the system's going to turn on at seven a.m. and live stream the entire launch right from the show. The show's going to go on autopilot, believe it or not. Kind of scary. <laughs> without us. AI. AI. Funny. I know, right? amazing but here we go i'm gonna go ahead and start the video which kind of explains i believe it's about five minutes long but it's very very interesting so here we go between 1968 and 1972 america launched nine human missions to the moon six of which successfully touched down allowing 12 men to walk on the lunar surface nasa's next chapter of lunar exploration called artemis has the task of not just going to the moon to create a long-term human presence on and around it, but also to prepare for ever more complex human missions to Mars. In short, everything we must be able to do here, we must first do here. So, what will an Artemis mission look like? Everything is designed and tested with our most important element in mind, the astronauts. This is their deep space, human-rated spacecraft called Orion, built in three parts. The crew module, where up to four astronauts will live and work throughout the flight. The service module, with life support systems for the crew and its own engine and fuel reserves. And a launch abort system, with engines capable of pulling the crew module to safety during launch should anything go wrong. To accomplish the task of launching our crew in heavy payloads, NASA is building the Space Launch System, comprising of a cargo hold, an exploration upper stage, a massive core stage, and two extended solid rocket boosters. Altogether, this is the world's most powerful rocket, and it exceeds the legendary Saturn V of the Apollo era in numerous ways. Sitting on the launch pad, the entire rocket, fully fueled, weighs just over 6 million pounds, 5.2 million of which is just the fuel. Once ignited, there is no stopping what comes next. All four RS-25 engines and the two solid rocket boosters come to life, thundering our crew upwards. Two minutes after ignition, the solid rocket boosters are spent and released. Eight minutes after launch, the core stage is depleted and separated. The upper stage fires briefly, placing Orion into a parking orbit around the Earth. Here, the crew reconfigure the spacecraft and check systems to confirm everything is ready for deep space travel. With a go from mission control, the crew reignite the exploration upper stage engines to leave Earth entirely. The exact timing of this maneuver is critical to reach a speed that can escape Earth's gravitational pull 
but also put Orion on a course that will intersect the moon days later. Once this burn is complete, the upper stage of the SLS is jettisoned and the crew aboard Orion coast for several days toward all that awaits them at the moon. Approaching the moon, we see the fundamental differences between Artemis and Apollo. Instead of requiring Orion to serve as an expendable lunar command module or to carry a constrained lunar lander, the Artemis missions will take advantage of a different approach, pre-staging. Everything needed for lunar missions will be positioned in advance by commercial and international partners. This includes rovers, science experiments, and human-rated systems on the surface. But it also includes a dedicated lunar station in orbit around the moon called Gateway. Here at this station, we can pre-stage a robust lunar lander and establish a strong communications relay. Designed with open standards, the Gateway can be expanded as new missions and partnerships develop, allowing multiple human missions on the moon at the same time and enabling ongoing science to be conducted even between human missions. The Gateway is also capable of adjusting its orbit to allow access to every part of the moon, something the Apollo missions could not do. But the real key in this approach is placing Gateway in a unique halo orbit to perfect the maneuvers needed for Mars missions. And with the growing list of commercial and international opportunities, Gateway is the ideal hub between Earth and all that lies beyond. Returning to our crew as they approach Gateway, the Orion must match the elliptical orbit of the station in order to successfully dock. Once on board, pre-selected crew members transfer to the lunar lander, while those assigned to Gateway remain on station. The lunar lander system itself is built for three unique steps. Descending from the halo orbit of Gateway down to a low lunar orbit, descending from low lunar orbit to the surface, and once the lunar mission is complete, launching from the surface of the moon and ascending all the way back to the orbiting Gateway. Once back aboard the Orion spacecraft and undocked from Gateway, the crew fire their engine once to break out of the halo orbit and once again to sling the spacecraft around the moon, placing it on a multi-day trajectory back towards Earth. As they near the end of this journey, the service module is released and the crew module is oriented heat shield first. Entering Earth's atmosphere at 25,000 miles per hour, the friction of air slows Orion considerably, while also subjecting it to temperatures of 5,000 degrees. With the Orion now at just 300 miles per hour, a series of parachutes uniquely tested and produced for this moment deploy, decelerating the craft to just 20 miles per hour for splashdown. With each successful mission, Artemis ushers in the next wave of men and women to explore our moon and prove that together we are ready to go beyond. Yeah. So it's definitely different from the Apollo era. You know. A lot different. Yeah, the Apollo era, I mean, you had, uh, you know, you didn't have a space station sitting up in lunar orbit, you know, so you'll be able to have astronauts there in the gateway living there for a couple of months. You also have, um, you know, you're going to have uh, also a lot of supplies and equipment and rovers and landers that are going to be built by the commercial companies such as SpaceX and Blue Origin.
Uh, and so, uh, you know, that's definitely different than what it was back, uh, you know, in the uh, old days of the Apollo mission. So um, it's kind of exciting. It's kind of exciting to see that we're going to get back there. I mean, right now, besides us, I mean, the only country that has sent a space probe uh, up to the moon has been the Chinese. I mean, obviously, Russia has not sent one, uh, doesn't to appear to be interested, but conquesting, uh, you know, other countries around the planet instead of focusing on, uh, you know, what they used to be good at. I mean, because they did beat us into space, but they just didn't, couldn't hold it together, you know. So it's kind of interesting from that standpoint. I mean, they have been working on this rocket for at least, you know, 10 years, you know, ever since the Bush administration. But it's taken, I guess, more than 10 years, if you think about it. So it actually goes back to the Obama era, too, I think. But some of the other slides that we're looking at is just a description of how, you know, how the uh, Artemis, you know, program works. You know, same thing that the video covered, how it does the slingshot around the Earth to get to the moon and then it orbits. And then once it orbits, you know, the orbits, it heads back. So they've got some pretty neat little graphics here of the uh of the the program uh this is actually the moon rocket uh the artemis moon rocket and as i mentioned it has this you know the solid rocket boosters just like the shuttle did but unlike the shuttle if you recall there was uh an ox uh a fuel tank in the middle but it had no uh, ro uh, rocket engines or anything. It was just a fuel tank. The main, the shuttle was thrust into space by the solid rocket boosters, and it was it was only until it reached a certain height that the actual shuttle engines actually kicked in. Uh, but basically, these are the workhorses right here of the rocket. It's the solid rocket booster. At some point, this these four engines over here they kick in and then the other nice thing about this rocket unlike uh, the Apollo rockets and even the shuttle is that it has an emergency escape system so if for some reason the computers on the launch pad detect something wrong that may cause you know, an explosion immediately the computers will kick in and will take this entire section and shoot it off to avoid you know, any disasters, you know, with losing any astronauts. So there's definitely safety that they put into place here to ensure if, you know, a solid rocket booster or even one of the main tanks gets screwed up, they at least have an opportunity to get off the vehicle, at least get ejected off the vehicle. You kind of have to think about it like an ejection seat on a plane in a way. So that's kind of neat, you know. Uh, hopefully, we'll never have to use this system, but you know, this is uh, the rockets. I mean, they got lots of uh, lots of fuel, lots of explosive fuels. It's you know, so that's kind of interesting. And then, of course, and where is it launching out of again? It's launching out of Cape Canaveral, uh, launch 
it's it's launching out of uh, Launchpad 39B. Uh, if you recall, 39B and 39A were the shuttle launch facilities. 39A is currently being leased by SpaceX for the Falcon 9 uh, rocket launches that they do now, right now, to the space station. And, of course, their own commercial projects like Starlink. You know, so SpaceX uses Launchpad 39A. And uh, NASA is using Launchpad 39B for these. And this is another cool graphic of the actual Artemis uh, rocket and, you know, the different stages and how it breaks, how it, you know, travels around the moon and then how it returns back and, of course, splashdown. But... Uh, you know, hopefully we will uh, get to see in the next few months to a year, uh, you know, the return of, of astronauts back on the lunar planet. You know, it'll hopefully, it'll hopefully uh, put some uh, issues to rest. You know, there's always been that uh, thing about, you know, why did we never travel to the dark side of the moon? Because, you know, there's supposedly there's always a dark side and you know, uh -huh. And, you know, there's been all kinds of conspiracy theories that it's because there's alien bases on the other side. But I don't seriously think there's anything like that. You know, we, we would have found it. And, of course, you know, there's no sense of uh, anybody keeping secrets these days. Well, first of all, they can't even keep secrets. You know that, you know. So, I mean, this is, you know, everybody... Uh, you know, uh, you know, has all kinds of conspiracy theories about it, but it's going to be our, our first attempt to go back on the moon again. Um, you know, and like I said, once again, we're going to be first, you know, once again, you know, there's no country out there that, you know, has spent the money that we have to ensure that we're back, uh, on the moon again. Um, I don't know how many missions the Artemis program will complete be comprised of but uh you know there was only like what the video said what eight or nine apollo missions and mm -hmm. a lot of it unfortunately was budget cuts you know it's very expensive to launch rockets you know uh up until spacex you know uh pro uh, uh proof that you could reuse a rocket again they were throwaways you know they'd launch they, you know, fall back down to earth, they burn up. So it's very expensive to launch. So it's always easier to reuse. It's the same thing with the shuttle. I mean, the only reusable component of the shuttle was the actual shuttle itself, you know. But beyond that, all the other components fell down to earth and they fell into the ocean and they rusted out. And uh, so it's very expensive. But even then, you know, we only spend, you know, 1% of the entire federal budget on space. You know, you always hear people say, you know, especially when there's a government shutdown or government's running deficits or whatever. The first people that come out are the ones that say, ah, that's why we shouldn't spend all that money on space because we could spend it down here. Well they go back and do their homework they'll realize that it's only one percent you know the rest of the federal 
government, you know, is comprised of Social Security, Medicare, and defense. <laughs> Those are the big enchiladas. Yes, sir. You know, so if you want to make a dent, it's not going to be NASA's budget. It's not going to be the IRS. It's going to be Social Security, Medicare, and Defense. And we know those don't get touched ever. <laughs> it's almost suicide, you know. Political suicide if they were to touch any of those. Exactly. Exactly. It is political suicide. There's no doubt about that. But So it's... tomorrow's launch will be unmanned. Yes. It will be completely unmanned, which means the rocket will launch. It will head out in three days to the moon. It will do whatever maneuvers it has to do. And then by computer control, it'll come back down to Earth and splash down. Yeah. Completely, three days. Three days. Completely different from the Apollo era. It also took three days, right? But, right. Uh, you know. We're a long way from the old days of the Apollo era and the computers. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, I keep on telling everybody and I think everybody thinks I'm crazy. You know, uh, you know how I talk about, you know, there would be no need. You know, we have a pilot shortage in this country right now with airlines. But if people really realize the majority of your airplane flights are computer controlled. The only time the autopilot, pilot, yeah, autopilot, and not only that, but you know they actually key in the coordinates of from and to, and the plane just goes its way. You know, the only time the pilot gets in the way is you know during landing and takeoff. That's the only time, or unless there's a problem, right? But as you well know, you know, three years ago, you know, we had software that was failing on the Boeing 737 MAX. It was causing airplanes to crash. It caused two airplanes to crash with people on board and they died. And basically the, it was a computer programming error. And it's, you know, the term is fly by wire. You know, you fly by wire, which means it's all computer controlled. But if you think about what we're doing today and what's gonna happen tomorrow, it's fly by wire. There is no humans, you know. So I always talk about, you know, the day where we will, uh, you know, have pilotless airplanes. We will have, you know, truckerless trucks. And we already do. Yeah, we already do. I'm pretty sure you're aware we, of that. We have autonomous trucks. Yeah. They are currently in the testing phase. They have, the latest I heard was, they have done several successful trips cross country, right? And they only need them for, they only need the driver for certain things. Yeah. So imagine when that day comes by. Yeah. I mean, the day's coming. And the day will come when we will have driverless vehicles. And hopefully by then, you and I will be around 80. And we'll at least can jump in a car and tell the car, I want to go from here to here. And the, the car will drive us safely without us having to go too slow or too fast. <laughs> from here to Dakobane and back. That's right. You know, so it's coming. I mean, we're doing it now, you know. So it's exciting. I mean, it's exciting the fact that we're doing that unmanned tomorrow. 
it's exciting the fact that we're actually um, going to head back there again. You know, maybe establish a moon base or a moon colony once and for all. Because that's the deal. You know, in order for us to go to Mars, it's, it would be more ideal to have the equipment on the moon to launch to Mars instead of having this having to deal with it all down here. I mean, if you really think about it, it kind of goes back to the old Star Trek, you know, movies, you know, if you recall, you know, the, all the starships were always built, were always built, you know, off the planet. And there was, a, you know, there's a thought process for that. You know, you don't have to worry about thrust and gravity and all that stuff. So, and we know how to build in space. I mean, we built the space station. I mean, for, I think it was what eight or nine years, you know, the shuttles went back and forth, even despite the accidents, you know, and the astronauts put that stuff together so we can build. We know how to build. Is there anybody at the space station right now? Yeah, yeah, there's uh, a couple of Russians and maybe an American or two, but they're either coming on the Zoyas capsules from Russia. Or, or they're going, or they're coming from SpaceX capsules, the Dragon capsules. So, I mean, that stuff is going to continue. You know, there was original plans and thoughts that you know we were going to launch those commercial cargo and astronauts from here. I don't know uh, if that will be the case down the road. I mean, right now the plans are that we're going to be a research and development facility, and you know the the Cape down in Florida would be the actual launch facility. But there's a lot of things that factor in, you know, the, we build the SpaceX builds their Raptor engines here in McGregor, Texas. And then for a long time, they've been building the, the actual rocket over at Hawthorne. It makes no sense logistically to continue to manufacture in California. For one thing, they can't bring those rockets through the Panama Canal. It's they're too big. Those ships don't fit. So they literally have to make the long haul around South America down this way and then across the Gulf to Florida. It makes no sense. So if you really think about it, even if we stay as a research and development facility, maybe a manufacturing facility, it would be a lot cheaper to get those rocket engines from McGregor, Texas, down to Brownsville. We build all the final components, just like we do everything else around here. And then we ship those via airport directly to the Cape. It's not a problem. It's still money. It's still jobs, you know. So that's where I think it'll probably end up, especially if the traffic at the Cape continues to increase. They may not have a choice but to continue to expand the facility here, what they've already done. I mean, we're not going anywhere, you know, and they're not going anywhere. I mean, no. you, heard, you heard it two days ago. I mean, Elon Musk was down here along with T-Mobile CEO. They had a big powwow down there. And they're talking about how, you know, Starlink is going to power T-Mobile's cellular networks, you know. So... You know, I don't think we're we're uh, we necessarily lose lose if we just remain a a research and development facility. At least I don't think so. I don't look at it that way. I'm a I know that there are a few people around town that 
you know, keep on saying, oh, he didn't, he went back on his word. He told us we were going to do this, but we were not going to do this, but now we're going to do this. But people like me who have followed these guys since 2014 know that in 20, that the landscape has changed since 2014. Back in 20, right. Back in 2014, SpaceX couldn't get their rockets on a schedule to launch because they had to compete with everything NASA had going on. So they were looking to an alternative at the time. Obviously, the dynamics have changed and there's politics involved. You know, Florida doesn't want to lose that business. And obviously, we don't want to lose ours, right? It's so, all about the money. Yeah. So we're going to have to learn to share and share responsibilities and not necessarily say, oh, they're getting this more than we are and so forth. I I was looking at some of the comments from some of the other sites that I'm part of. Um, and, you know, there was this friction between the supporters of NASA and the supporters of SpaceX. And they were throwing rocks at each other today, you know, saying that, oh, NASA's just helping Boeing and stuff like that. But. You know, there's, as they say, there's enough around to go around the neighborhood for everybody. I, I don't know why we have to get into this us versus them thing. We're all supposed to be on the same team, right? That's what I'm thinking, right? We're all supposed to be on the same team, so. I mean, either we get our act together or, you know, Vladimir or Lee over across the ocean will, you know. So I don't get it why we get into those things, but it is what it is. By the way, uh, do you like our new uh, Brownsville Tech Live uh, t-shirts? I saw. I was looking at it, man. I was admiring it. Did you I guess mine got lost in the mail. No, no. It's it's on its way. It's probably already mm. in, in route. You know, maybe it was, okay. on, maybe it was on that uh, mail truck that flipped over on the freeway. Over uh, it might have been. It might have been in that <laughs> mail truck. Or, or maybe DOT got a hold of it. I don't know. Maybe. But actually, another surprise um, is that uh, we're going to be launching our merchandise store. And what? They, yep. We're going to have our own merchandise store. I'm working that right now. First thing that's going to go on are T-shirts, cups, koozies, underwear. <laughs> socks. Socks. Yeah, definitely socks. Tote bags. So I'm working that right now, uh, but that's... so all right, show me your shirt again. What does it have? What is it in the middle? Oh, it's an alien. It's an alien with uh, with a headset, oh, some headphones, and it says Brownsville Tech Live across the galaxy. So we've got new fans. Yeah. I had to use my uh, blue screen today instead of the green screen because the alien. Oh, they wouldn't be seen. <laughs> it wouldn't have been seen. So, yeah, so we've got that coming up. Uh, we'll have our own merchandise store. Uh, if you want to have your own little personalized shirt for your fans to uh, purchase, you know. Nancy may not cool. like that. <laughs> cool. Hey, and. Um... Who's making these shirts? Oh, I'm not gonna say. It's not. It's not anybody here. It's not. Oh, I, I, I was gonna say. No, I know what you're referring to. This one was made by uh, uh, 
family enterprise. I'll leave it at that. Uh, all right, all right. But all right, uh, the right. ones that are going to be on our merch store, uh, no, those are going to be uh, done by a, a company. So. Uh, uh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I know several people that and make those shirts, right? No, I know. No. I know. So I know. Uh, but no, unfortunately, uh, we're not going to do it that way uh, because we want to expand into more than just shirts. So um, it's going to be a merchandise store uh, on the Internet. So Awesome. But anyway, tomorrow uh, is the launch, um, as I mentioned earlier in the program. Uh, the show will go on autopilot tomorrow at seven o'clock. It will be streaming live uh, via NASA TV uh, feed, and we'll be capturing the launch here as it happens, which is scheduled at seven thirty-three. It could go over. Uh, they put a window of seven thirty-three to around nine o'clock, so uh, the program will go live automatically at seven. And then it will shut down, you know, once the rocket is safely in Earth orbit. So uh, I encourage every, any, everyone to, you know, get on and watch it. It's going to be pretty exciting. By the way, a couple of things. I think, as, as you know, uh, we are in our third social media platform, which is Spotify. So we are successfully on there. You, if you're a Spotify member, not only can you hear the audio, but you can actually see the video as well. If you're not a Spotify member and you just access Spotify over the regular method, um, you'll be able to hear the audio uh, instead of the video. So, um, you know, we're on our third so social platform. There is a fourth I'm working on. I've already set it up. Uh, so we're going to be launching a fourth social media platform within hopefully a week or so so okay so your social media platforms as of today are facebook live youtube and spotify yeah spotify is a little bit of a delay it takes a little bit of a delay usually you see the episode from the previous night on spotify the next day but you know youtube and facebook those are immediate as soon as the show ends uh, those videos are already online. Spotify is a little different. Um, it takes about a day, a couple of hours to to get the, the video to, to appear on there. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, we Last week, we hit a thousand viewers with last week's episode. Uh, wow. So, um, you know, I'm pretty pleased about that. I, I thank everybody who's tuned in. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, provide as much educational material as we can. And I think that's what's made us different from everybody else who's out there locally. I think we... Probably, uh, probably. Okay. You know, it is a different type of podcast, yeah. more informational yeah. than the common um, chismosis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Or cattle telling, or he did this, or she did that. All right, yes. you know, yes. my opinion. This is more educational, more yes. of what people need to know. Yeah, more of what people need to know. I mean, all of this is affects us. It affects us every day. 
you know, whether it's us, you and me, or our kids as they go to school, you know, it give it gives them uh, something to look forward to, you know, instead of hearing about this and that, you know, they've got an opportunity to see, you know, some positive things out there. And this is positive news. Mm -hmm. This is positive news. So, you know, our goal is to expand into more than just, you know, one or two social media platforms, you know, uh, hopefully this fourth one, which will, will be big. And the fifth one coming up uh, will be big. We'll be on most of the major platforms, hopefully uh, in a couple of weeks. So plus our merch. So you, store. Do you have a website already for the merch store? Yeah, not yet. Well, I do, but I can't publish it yet because there's a few uh, housekeeping things I need to do. And understood. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna be coming on. But yeah, you'll get your T-shirt. You won't have to go to the merch store. You and Doug are gonna get free T-shirts. I'll probably have to go to the merch store. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I understand. No, it's all good. No, no, I'll contribute no. to the cause. You know, as long as they don't end up at Goodwill, I'll be happy. You know. So no, my shirts never end up at Goodwill. <laughs> so anyway. Well, folks, this was our 35th episode. Um, I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed it. By the way, did you do you like our our new? Uh, it's theme? different. I know it's right? different. The graphics are cool. A uh, they stand out. Yeah. Um, impressed. Who yeah. did this for you? I know it was you. It was me. It's all okay. Me. All right, then. Hey, I'll yeah. give credit. What credit is you? Hey. Hey, it's nice. I am the king of multimedia, you know. <laughs> I didn't say social. Sorry, that brought back a flashback. Sorry, uh, you know, I right. didn't say social media. That oh oh that, oh, title, right. Right. that title is held by somebody else in the family, you know. <laughs> hey, 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 I apologize. But, it just but I am the it king. sounded too familiar. No, but I right. am the king of multimedia. That's for sure. Oh, I can make oh, objects man. spin. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. You know, so anyway, yeah. So like I said, um, this is our 35th episode. No, 36th episode. What am I talking about? Oh, no. Hey. Our 35th was last week. No, this is our this 36th episode. Um, our next episode is the Apple September 7th event. And as most of you know, the iPhone 14 is being released. And uh, we don't anticipate any other products as far as we know. But uh, for that show, I don't know if you'll be available, but I know you, I know Doug will definitely be on. That will be Mr. Doug, as I have some previous engagements on that date. Uh, well, you can tune in afterwards, you know, but... I'll tune in afterwards. So we're, we're pretty excited. I'm going to be... I'm going to be on that Apple crazy line, so hey. Yeah. Well, pull out your wallet because... Uh, well, I get 50% off. Oh, that's right. You do. Yeah, the rest of us have to pay the extra 200 so. <laughs> All righty, well, everybody. So this was our show for tonight. Stay tuned for tomorrow. The show will come on live automatically on autopilot, just like that rocket will, at 7 a.m., and you're going to watch us launch the Artemis moon rocket straight to the moon. 
So thank you for watching and good night.